Well, hello there, folks. This is We Don't Know Wrestling. This is a wrestling podcast. And I am Sam. With me this week is two people that have not been in We Don't Know Wrestling, mostly because We Don't Know Wrestling just started two last week. Just started last week. So with me is replacing Tanner this week, since Tanner is having some pretty pretty big car trouble, I guess. Uh, Case. Case, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm replacing Tanner this week and probably for the rest of Tanner's life after my performance tonight. You're really going to show up. You're really going to show up. Yeah, I'm going to depend on the clutch here. I'm a big match Tanahashi. I don't fool around. You know, I wouldn't say that. I mean, is that positive or is that negative? You're big match Nakamura. Give yourself that. Give yourself okay, that. I like that. I'm big match Fuji, which you can read all about at VoicesOfWrestling.com when I wrote about Don yeah. Fuji last week. That's some offensive cheap plugging. Okay, uh, our special guest this week uh, is someone that I've actually been able to meet in person, which is kind of cool, uh, from the wrestling blog, Thomas Holzerman. How are you doing? Sorry about your damn luck. You're doing that good. You're doing that good. <laughs> doing, doing very good. Um, and what Sam is not telling you is that I once, is that he still talks to me even though I said he looked like The Miz. To be fair, I thought you said you were. I reminded you of the Miz, and I was deeply offended. I was deeply offended. Yes. Miz is not a bad looking guy. I'm I'll pretty sure that is why Sam does not like Chikara, because we were in line to go to the National Pro Wrestling Day, uh, which was, was for all intents and purposes as a Chikara show nowadays. <laughs> and I think he associates that with Chikara now. That was a fun. That was a fun day. I enjoyed it. Was that the uh, the first one or the one where Artie Evans came back in the DeLorean? That was the second yes. one, the, the, the DeLorean one. The first one actually was more or less a National Pro Wrestling Day because... Yeah, it was like, really cool. I like that show. I was there for the whole thing, and let me tell you, the first half was fun. The second half was just like, by the time um, uh, Heidi Lovelace was getting the shit kicked out of her by um, the other two guys, I think it was uh, Reed Bentley and Chip and Trip Cassidy... Um, I was ready to fall asleep, so it was not a very good, well-planned day to have that much wrestling, but it was still fun. Yeah, I remember uh, Robert Evans. That was just so much fun. Had a blast, and I saw maybe the best Cabana match I've ever seen, so that's that's a plus. Gulak. That was a good match, yeah. That, that was a fun show, because as Artie Evans' biggest supporter in the world... That was good seeing him come back. I miss him. I miss him in ROH a lot. I miss him everywhere. I think he, if he even works anymore, it's only in Quebec. How does that work? I have no idea. I, I really have no idea. I know the last time I saw him pop up on Twitter, he was um, Sass and Shane Matthews because Shane Matthews was, um, uh, you know, you know, a couple of years ago, Shane Matthews of 3.0 fame was working the misogyny gimmick on Twitter, Twitter and. Um, Folks didn't like him, so he kind of went low for a little while, and then he came back and, and uh, sort of resurfaced and um, took Greg Valentine to task when he uh, Greg Valentine said women were taking jobs away from male wrestlers, and uh, I think Artie Evans just said he was full of shit. <laughs> that's all I really remember. Um, I... I it's it's strange the people who come and go in in the, in the wrestling business and uh, just think if this were uh, six years ago we'd all be talking about Eric Stevens. 
Yeah, he's got a really good uh, Reddit AMA. I recommend reading that. It was very interesting. Why did he do an AMA? Like, how'd that come about? I have no idea. But he it came out of nowhere. And he talked about how he's doing like bodybuilding and how Gabe really liked him and how Adam Pierce didn't. Um, and then how Roddy Strong married his sister, then they got divorced, and now they don't talk. Uh, Jesus. Those were the highlights. And yeah, I, I I like Eric Stevens. I you know he was fine for the time. Now that I'm you know I wasn't watching ROH at the time. Now that I've gone back, you know, he's fine. Have you seen the Roger Strong versus Eric Stevens matches? Uh, yeah, most of them. And you're saying he was just fine. Okay, they were oh. very good. Sorry, Sam. Sorry. Yeah, you're I right. They were very good. Working on that, they were very good. Well, to be fair, um, while I have always enjoyed me some Roderick Strong in Pro Wrestling Gorilla, there was a, a point in time where if he showed up at a Ring of Honor show, I was heavily considering uh, uh, turning my seat around and facing the wall. Um, that may not be the case nowadays. I, I haven't really seen him a lot in Ring of Honor to judge. I know the, the Tanahashi match at um, War of the Worlds. Um I wasn't a big fan of, if only because it was so weird. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was weird. But, I mean, I, I will take people's uh, word for it that he's improved by leaps and bounds. Like, sort of hit his sort of, uh, his stride in, in, his, in his prime now. Tanahashi's also not that good. Oh, so man. That seems a little rude. Seems a little rude to hold them against him. <laughs> Sam, we're going to have some interesting podcasts in the next few weeks. I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Roderick Strong right now is my number two most outstanding wrestler in 2015. Uh, I think he's been awesome know. at Evolve, PWG, and ROH this year. Who, who's number one? Chris Hero. Well, okay, I'll take it. Yeah, no, I, I'll take I'm it. absolutely in love with what Hero's been doing this year. He's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man with a beautiful gut, and you gotta love it. Beautiful oh. hair. Eh, beautiful hair. You're damn right. Uh... Yeah, it's going to be that time of year pretty soon, actually. It's October already. It's October. Yeah, and I, and I like like I am most years, am way behind on indie wrestling. Uh, so I I couldn't rank Roderick Strong or Chris here. I think my top three right now is uh, is pretty much going to reflect all WWE and NXT, and, and there'll be some Lucha Underground in there, because that, that's the most wrestling I've seen uh, seen this year. But it's probably, like at this point, most outstanding is, is Sasha Banks, John Cena, and maybe Cesaro. Uh, Cesaro's had a really good year. They've all had really good years, even though Cesaro really, you know, has been up and down the car. You just he just busts his ass no matter where he is. And it almost makes me want to vote for him more than say John Cena or Sasha Banks, just because he's done it in a variety of positions. Uh, oh, you little you little scamp. Um, whereas Sasha seems to be made the big best big match wrestler in the world. And John Cena's doing his indie world tour right now. Imagine if John Cena works Evolve. Imagine. In front probably, of 100 folks. He'd probably bring Timothy Thatcher to a good match, so. Ooh, Wait, shots fired. What was that? Heavy shots fired across the bell right there. I mean, I, I, I don't think I, Cena's some magnificent amateur grappler, so I don't think Thatcher's going to be able to take him down to the mat, so maybe they might have a good match. Stop this. I I don't know why you do this to me. It's really, it's really not cool, man. It ain't cool at all. 
All I'm saying is that Chris Hero has brought Timothy Thatcher to two four-plus star matches this year, and that should that should win a most outstanding wrestler of the decade. They they also had a match at Evolve 46, which I thought was terrible. Um, so that doesn't help either man's case. Evolve 46. Maybe I think so. I don't remember like, things. I don't remember dates. That seems crazy. I don't know. There were like a hundred people in a gym in Florida. That sounds like most Evolve shows. You just described almost all of them. Yeah. Even the ones in New York State look like they happen in Florida. They're not so. all of them. Evolve two only had three people because of the rainstorm. Remember that? <laughs> uh, and that had that had a that was a really good show. That was a really good show. That was what Hero versus Sadaka. Yeah, if you've not seen Hero versus Sadaka, you should probably probably see that. Yeah, that was a good Thanks. show, especially because Evolve One was super disappointing. And that was the time where I I was I was still sort of new to indie wrestling. I thought, ooh, Davy Richards, he might be good. <laughs> uh, how that treat you? No. No. <laughs> Basically, he took all the goodwill that Kota Ibushi had earned from King of Trios in 2009 and uh, took a poop on it. Took a giant shit on it. <laughs> you know, speaking of Ibushi and King of Trios 2009, he's got that match on night two with him and one of the Young Bucks and Jigsaw and El Generico. Okay. And I think that's the first indie wrestling match I ever saw, and it blew my mind. That match is so awesome. One of the, the greatest... Uh... Spot fests in, in wrestling in the wrestling blog era. One of the best uh, matches in Chikara history. Um, El Generico seems to have a, a habit of showing up in some of the best matches in Chikara history. Yeah, El Generico is pretty good. What would happen? He's all right. I hope you didn't watch your call for that thing. What 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 happened to them? I, what happened to El Generico? I just I, I don't know. He, he's still at the orphanage in Mexico. I hope so. I'm. I can only hope for the orphan's sake. That's that's what happened. Yeah. I'm gonna bring a terrible transition into play, so just get ready for it. Big news tonight on Thursday night, October eighth. James Storm just debuted for NXT. Hence the sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> Hence the sorry about your damn luck, and I'm really excited about it. I don't know what. What you guys are feeling about this, but I think it's really neat. I I I, I like it. Um, James Storm uh, is probably and and I'll make this um, this disclaimer that I haven't seen a whole hell of a lot of TNA matches, but him and, and Bobby Roode in that uh, that the cage match from Lockdown the one year that's probably my favorite TNA match of all time that I've seen. Um, just a tremendous brawl, a lot of blood. Although he won't be showing that in NXT at all, I think he can he can work. Uh, I think he'll he'll mesh well with guys like uh, Baron Corbin and uh, Bill Dempsey. Um, may put him in there against Tyler Breeze at some point, you know, just to get the uh, the fact that because uh, Tyler Breeze kind of has to work everybody uh, <laughs> in NXT, uh, and I think it could be fun. Yeah, uh, I think that's. He is a strong utility player, and has been for a really long time. People were saying, were trying to compare this situation to Samoa Joe and say, don't get your hopes up, he's not the same wrestler he once was. But James Storm wrestles a completely different style than a Samoa Joe, a style that ages a hell of a lot better. And the reason why a guy like Jerry Lawler 
has been able to remain great into his 60s. I, uh, so, and I, I, I do like, still like Samoa Joe nowadays, um, but, I mean, I agree. Um, if, you, if you brawl, you can probably... Um, you can probably wrestle until you're... I mean, look at Terry Funk. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Terry Funk is one of the great technicians, but he also knew he could do it all. So, when he got older, abandon the technical shit, and just start punching people. Works great. And I think James Storm could have fun matches with anyone on that roster. James Storm versus Sasha Banks. It's going to be a great match. It's going to main event one of these... Takeovers one of these days. Just imagine that. NXT doing some intergender stuff. What a weird world it'd be. Hey, uh, TNA's going to beat them to it, though. That is, if uh, they tape their... Uh, when they tape the the, um, the rest of that tournament, they're doing... Uh, they tape it any time before, um, you know, 2017. That's... That tournament's going to be weird. Uh, so... <laughs> To get slightly off, I guess, TNA is running their world title series to crown a new TNA world champ. And it has four blocks of four wrestlers apiece. And eight here's blocks, the 60, actually. It's a 32, it's eight, 32 wrestler tournament. It's 32. Okay. I have no idea about this tournament anymore. You know, oh, I, 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 I didn't know the where they were going to 32 wrestlers from. I didn't think they had 32 wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, I thought it was just They're just stealing them. They're going to start stealing them. Half the bracket's actually GFW. It's going to be great. Does anyone know really anything about this? Because I, I obviously know Zilch. Where are these matches coming from? Are these stuff they have in the can and they're making it work? Or is there something else in play here? Is it India stuff? Or well, or no one knows? I really don't. All I know is they, they, were, um, they ran the first night of it last night while everyone else was watching TakeOver. Exactly. That's why it was so hard for me to find any details on what's actually going on here. It's kind of like everybody uh, was um, too busy watching uh, Sasha versus uh, versus Bailey again. They missed out on uh, on EC3 versus Austin Asshole and uh, and and the rest of those matches. And Rockstar Spud versus Grado. Right. Just missing up on some real top quality TNA programming. Well, to be fair, I mean. Rockstar Spud versus Greta sounds like a, a perfectly cromulent comedy match. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I suppose that's I suppose that's all right, but I just imagine watching TNA in 2015. <laughs> Heavy shot Garrett, Garrett Kidney, but uh, you know, but he he thrives off it, so I true. he gets a pass. He gets a pass. He turns it into quality content. I will say turn this TNA to quality Storm, content uh, since he was the guy we were talking about. Um, I really like some of Storm's brawls. Uh, he's got the lockdown cage match, and then he's got the um, the street fight with Bobby Roode from October of that year, which I think is excellent. But I don't think Storm's going to be bleeding like a stuffed pig all over the place at NXT. And so I'm not really looking forward to his run. I've always sort of been a Bobby Roode guy over him. Uh, but, you know, fresh blood at NXT never hurts. Why are you still in the Thunder case? And just straight to you You're just like, I need to get these digs in. Sam's not letting me. We gotta, we gotta fucking do it. Yeah, fucking pull the trigger. And you did, and I don't like it. Yeah, that's actually exactly so. what happened. <laughs> uh, but 
you did you really did you like James Storm in any of his other matches? I liked him in I Beer mean, Money, uh, but you know that was a tag team with Bobby Roode, who I also seem to really like. You're weird. You're unfortunately really, really weird. Sam, what do you think about those uh, Beer Money Motor City Machine Gun matches? They were all right. They were all right. I haven't watched them in a goddamn while, but uh, they were all right. Hey, remember when Alex Shelley was supposed to be starting that Cruiserweight show on the network? <laughs> no, I don't remember hearing about that at all. Remember when the H-Man said, hey, we should star the Cruiserweights? Yes. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Imagine saying, I want to highlight the Cruiserweights when Finn Balor is your heavyweight NXT champ. I think he might. Damn good champion also. Well, let's not go too far. I think if he's going to start uh, getting cruiserweights, he's going to. If Finn Balor is your heavyweight champion, then what's a cruiserweight? Cheeseburger? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Shayna Baszler? Cheeseburger. <laughs> Cheeseburger's getting that Chris Jericho endorsement, and he's going to end up in NXT any day now. I don't know. Chris Jericho is uh, making some pretty bold claims lately. Did you hear he, uh, he single handedly took credit for fandangoing? Good God. That's. That's a bold statement. Maybe not Fandango. He, he, he said the he said that the uh, the, the reason why uh, the, why Fandango got over. I don't know. He said something pretty delusional. I forget. It was like an interview somewhere. Well, Fandango's mm. first match was that really shitty match at WrestleMania when Jericho messed up a bunch of stuff. So I'm not going to give the credit to him there. <laughs> Okay, um, I was going to say something about lists. I was going to say, Case, are you going to rank Chris Jericho for your greatest wrestler ever list? I don't think so. Um, I'll have Jeff Hardy on my list, I'll have Matt Hardy on my list, but I don't think I'll have Chris Jericho. Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy, quality choices. You're a quality man sometimes. Not a lot of times. (laughs) I was going to say, do you want to talk about the Dragon Gate guys that are making my list? Oh my gosh. Shiba! <laughs> I almost threw up. I literally threw up in my mouth when you told me how many Dragon Gate guys you plan on having on this list. Yeah, I've, um... It's hit double digits. I don't think it's going to get over... It's hit double digits? Yeah, it's at 10. Go fuck yourself. It's at 10. I told you it was at That's... 10. I thought you told me it was at 9. Yeah, but then I forgot about Genki Horiguchi. Oh my god. I... How many did you say was going to be your top 20? Um, I think just two. Because uh, I've got Masaki Mochizuki's in my top 10 right now, and I've got Shingo in my top 25. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> How does one even react to that kind of, that kind of shit, Case? Well, Mochizuki's one of the 10 best wrestlers of all time. Um, I've got him at number nine right now, um, one spot ahead of Kenta. And I've got Shingo in my top 25, so you can deal with that. Tish, I'm assuming you're not going to be taking part in the greatest wrestler ever project having over at Pro Wrestling Only, correct? Why did you just ask me that? We've been talking about this for two minutes now. Oh, Tom. Yes. Sorry. Oh. Um, I assume you're not taking part in the greatest wrestler ever project at Pro Wrestling Only? I haven't been the PWO, and, and no offense to it, just, I just, I'm not a message board guy anymore. I haven't been there in a while. Um, but if I would, I would probably put all my chips in the uh, Santino Morello basket. 
good. That's the right basket. That's always the right basket. Uh, it's He's just bringing like, Yuki Ishikawa to our lives. It's actually funny. Um, he was the, the and he was great at it too. He was like one of the best comedy guys WWE's ever had in terms of timing, maybe not material, but I, I don't really blame him for that too much. And, and now he's, he, his wrestling school is like MMA. That's so good. He's training That's... out with uh, Yuki Ishikawa in Canada, isn't he? Yeah. He brought Yuki Ishikawa to the States. I, mean, to the Canada. I don't know if it's true, but, you know, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool stuff. But, and where's, but where's are... Yuki Ishikawa going to rank on your top 100? Probably top 20. All right. I, he, he's got a shot at my top 60. Uh, but, Tom, you are a fan of lists because you do host the TWB 100 every year, correct? Yeah, every year for the last, I think, six years. Um, started in 2009 when it was the A1W 100, um, when I was affiliated with A1Wrestling.com. Uh, we had I had a falling out with that website over some things, and I branded it to my own wrestling blog site. And, yeah, it's going to be back for 2015 in 2016. So, uh, and it's never too early to start thinking about your lists either. It's never too early. I know Tanner and I have been working diligently on organizing things for these lists at the end of the year. Yeah. Any any time frame when these lists are going to be due? Uh, probably uh, as it was last year in March, unless I am really behind on watching, catching up on my indie wrestling. Um as you know, I have two children, uh, which is one more child than I had two years ago. Uh, and uh, so, so now, keeping on with them, it has cut into my wrestling time substantially. However, I plan on making some time. I have a bunch of DVDs in my backlog, including a copy of the Scenic City Invitational. Um, I have some... Yeah, That's so good. Yeah, WG, so some Chikara, some Ring of Honor... Um, whenever I get some time to sit down and watch, I'm going to sign up for that Beyond gimmick, uh, get my two weeks free, uh, maybe pay for a month, and and, uh, and see where that takes me. Um, I, I have, uh, I actually have a, a screener of an Inspire Pro show that I've been putting off watching for two months for various reasons that I'd rather not get into right now. So, like, it's there, the stuff that I can watch is there. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but, but yeah, I am always thinking about where I want to put wrestlers for the TWB 100. Um, as of right now, and I don't see this changing uh, unless she really like shits the bed in the last, uh, three months of the year and someone else really rises up. But uh, Sasha Banks is probably, uh, going to be my number one on the list, and number two, maybe Cena, I don't know, which is strange, he was like, on my ballot last year, he was like, I ranked him 55, and that was like a, a, a spot below his girlfriend at the time, uh, his girlfriend currently, uh, Nikki Bella, uh, and it's just amazing how much better his output is this year than it was last year. It's kind of, kind of crazy. Uh, I'm not sure if I can vote Cena that high, but uh, it's going to be an uh, interesting run. I've told Tanner all the time, no one does actual voting in December. That seems ludicrous to me. Let's do it 
after we've had the year to digest all the information. So I'm really excited for March. And then that's, that's why April. I do it in March. I give people the couple, last couple of You know, some some of these uh, promotions come out with their don't come out with their their final shows of the year until you know later in the month. Um, I know not everybody can do next day. PWG is slow on the uptake, although really I have heard rumors that they're done for the year after Bola. And uh, what? It's only been rumors, but I mean it's it's rumblings. Don't 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 pin this as a. I'm I'm not going to quote you on this. Oh, I'm not, not going to do that. To you. I don't feel like having certain people dogging me about about reporting things that aren't true. I I, I, I seriously don't know. I've just heard rumblings. Well, it is odd that they haven't announced anything yet, but we'll see where things go for PWG this year. I don't. I think no one will really notice if they don't run a show. I don't know if that's weird to say, but I think everyone's kind of distracted by just general wrestling craziness. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> um, Ring of Honor could probably bring over the entire New Japan roster for the rest of their shows, and everyone will still talk about, holy shit, who's this guy showing up in, the, in, in NXT? <laughs> that is... Nah, that's true. That's true. I can't wait till we see what uh the Evolve and WWE relationship is going forward. Just because it's clear as day now that that's a thing that's happening, and I I'm interested to see if we ever see someone go back down to Evolve versus being Evolve and work a few of the uh, lower card tapings for NXT. Uh, def- Just definitely um. I, I know uh, both uh, both uh, Franny on, on Twitter and, and myself um, joke about you know Baron Corbin making uh, making uh, uh, the trip down to Evolve, but I mean it, it's clear that that uh, the first wave of those people going to Evolve uh, includes Matt Riddle. I remember the uh, the infamous Jessica Havoc uh, tryouts. Uh, Matt Riddle was a part of the of that of that session. Um, him and uh, Gulak, Taylor, uh, Busick. I think Athena was part of that. Taylor Hendricks. So I think yeah. him getting those bookings that evolve is no um, no coincidence. Nope, nope. Uh, I, I said that when it was announced, and everyone was like, "Nah, it's nothing." I'm like, "I don't know about that. That seems a little too coincidental." That Riddle was just at a t- just at a tryout, and now he's showing up in Evolve. But that's a good place for him. I think that's somewhere a former MMA fighter could do well. Yeah. And he's facing Jonathan Gresham and Chris Dickinson in his first two matches. One of which could be really good. The other, which I think could be really scary bad. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm higher on Chris Dickinson than you are, obviously. I, I oh, so you're higher on the the Davy Richards clone? I see. Ah, is, Davey Richards exactly. clone. I think he's 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 not a Davy Richards. He was a Davy Richards clone when he was skinnier. Like he put on all that weight and he, he bulked up a little bit. And I think he's um he's gotten a lot better, but I also don't think he's the kind of guy you put up against. You know, a guy transitioning from MMA to wrestling. Um, I would have booked him against Hot Sauce, but that's just me. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I'm not sure if 
hot sauce is a guy that you, I all either that I would want someone going against a kind of green fella. But well, maybe you would need someone to work him through. Well, I, I think I, he does have more experience than his name lets on, and, and that's all I'll say about that. There's a whole big bluff about that, and I don't want to get into that again. But I, I also think, I mean, I mean, you want to get guys in there in comfort level. I think that's why, you know, um, it's so important to have wrestlers like Thatcher and Hot Sauce and Gulak, uh, Hero, the guys who work the mat all the time, uh, Roderick Strong to an extent, you know. And I, I think it's important to have these wrestlers who, uh, like like out in, in Cupro when the Shayna Baszler made her debut and she wrestled cheerleader Melissa. You know, Melissa has those tendencies herself. Um, she's trained MMA. I think has she fought, or it, or is she just uh, just one of those like enthusiasts? She she uh, performed in one of those cosplay promotions, which. It's really awkward if you've ever seen it. I'm not aware of those. Yeah, you sh- you probably shouldn't watch that. It's it's weird. Cosplay them like kaiju big battle or cosplay no. like customs. Wait, more like customs, more like customs. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it's like an MMA wrestling promotion thing. I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but it's out there. And it's a thing she was in, like, recently. So, she's an enthusiast. <laughs> I think that's what it, I think that's the moral of the story. She, Larry Melissa, is an enthusiast of MMA. Okay, that answers that question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm, I'm ready for some grapple fucking next weekend. Some real solid grapple fucking. Oh, I think uh, it's been a long time. I think... It's been a long time since I've been acquainted with uh, old Timmy Thatcher. You should reacquaint yourself. I, I will. Timmy Thatcher and his uh, his Drew Gulak-looking face. <laughs> I always find it weird when people try to draw Timmy Thatcher and they end up saying, well, it just ended up looking like Drew Gulak. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Fucking Drew Gulak-looking motherfucker. Him and, him and Gulak. Brothers, mother, mothers. <laughs> uh... So I'm going to look up a show that's coming up this weekend, and I'm hoping Case is going to it. Can you guess what I'm talking about, Case? Oh, is it that IWA Mid-South show? You better be there. All right. You better be there. Now, I don't want to make anyone feel old here, but that show's 17 plus, so I can't get in. Holy shit. You're just a son of a lie. I think they'll make an exception for you. Well, that's my fear, is that they're going to say TPI 17+, plus, and I'm going to have to DM Congo Kong and be like, you're letting me in the building. Like, Ian will take my money. Just let me in. But as, um, here we go. Is TPI, number one, I'm twice, I'm, I think I'm about as twice as old as you are if you're less than 17 years old. Number two, um, are we sure TPI is happening this year? And I really want to believe feeling real good about it. I've been it. hyping it. real good. I, I don't think anyone's it. losing a foot this year. <laughs> I, I hope it is because it's one night and I can go to it if it's if it's going to happen. Um, Tom, to answer your question, I'm 16. Uh, I know that's terrifying for like Bill Thompson and a bunch of old people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I was, hope I'm 34 this year. I'm 34 right, in December. Right. 
Yeah, uh, TPI should definitely happen this year because uh, you've got Hero there and you've got Congo Kong there, and they haven't had a match make tape, and that's unacceptable. So we need to fix that. Yeah, um, the lineup so far is uh, uh, Hero, Thatcher, Kong, um, Sugar D, uh, Heidi Lovelace. There's a lot of cool matches in play. None of them involving Sugar D, though. None of them involve like Sugar D, but, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, how, do you, how do you not like Sugar D? I like Sugar D. Uh, two Cold Scorpio. There you go. Oh, that's right. Masada. Two Cold Scorpio goes against Sugar D. That can work, just because it's Two Cold Scorpio. And 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 Jonathan Gresham. And that's a tournament. That's a heck of a tournament. That's only, that's right only a healer's four more left. I think there's, a, there's one person who's going to go in through, I think, like a tryout or something. And another one who's going to be wrestling his way, and I think Matt Cage is involved in that match. Uh, Matt Cage, someone else. Um, you got to think so they're going to put it in. There's four, there's four spots left. Yeah. There's three spots that we know are taken, so there's going to be one person to be named, I think. Okay. So there's going to be a fight for your TPI spot that's happening this weekend at either way Mid-South's 19th anniversary, which looks like, again, a heck of a lot of fun, as Hayazea versus Matt Cage, versus Jack Thriller, versus more to be added. So there's going to be more people in that match. Versus and American Balloon. I can only hope. I can only hope. But I, I would not be surprised by any of those guys. Uh, Marty, the, Marty, the Moth, Marty the Moth Martinez. Goodness. <laughs> what a what a moment that would be. And uh, the other... Spot is going to be for the IWA Mid South champion. So whoever that is at this time. So Shane Mercer probably. Well, Shane Mercer is going to be defending his uh, title against John Wayne Murdoch. So it's not. I would not say that signed, sealed, and delivered. Okay. I could easily see John Wayne Murdoch making it in, as he's probably one of the most known guys from as an IWA Mid South guy. Him and Reed Bentley. Yeah, Reed. Reed Bentley is also very good. Uh, from that same uh, that same House of uh, uh, School of Rock class that uh, Heidi Lovelace came from, um, Reed Bentley, Trip Cassidy, Heidi Lovelace, uh, I believe Matt Russo, uh, um, Joe Pittman, uh, smiling Joe Pittman who was disappeared. I haven't seen him in a while. He's somewhere. I just saw him on a poster some day. Yes, like last week. He's a handsome man. He is a handsome man. <laughs> He should just be a model. Granted, I don't know he's just not just a model. That could be the case. Maybe that's why he doesn't take many bookings anymore. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know much about the uh, the Midwest scene outside of the big the big promotions. Uh, you know, you know, everyone knows AAW. Everyone knows AIW. Uh, everyone knows IWA Mid South. Dreamwave Wrestling, who has hired uh, Zara Schreiber. <laughs> so, so here's a question for you. Um, do you think Zara, Zara Schreiber showing up at that at that show and then um, Angelus Lane quitting out of the blue? Or I think they're related. <laughs> I, that's that's kind of what I kind of what I heard. But uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to knows? make that connection in the post that I that I did on Monday, but I didn't want to be called out for irresponsible journalism. And I think connecting the two without any kind of confirmation would have been irresponsible. So I just kind of. Uh, left them as like dangling news items, but like yeah. I'd be pretty pissed off too. 
Mm-hmm. I have I have no idea. Who who knows really? At the end of the day, it could be just Ron's calling up his uh, Midwest people and being like, "My girl needs a place to go," and this is what happens. Yeah, because I would not be shocked if that was the case at all. But you know what? Angela Slaney showing up at Inspire Pro Wrestling, so. If if you want to get your fix there, I think she's doing St. Louis Anarchy too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I haven't checked out St. Louis Anarchy since they've upped their production, but I've heard things are better now. Uh yeah. Um, and and the same good people running it. Um, that's still a Submission Squad joint, I believe. Yep. 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 Uh, yep. Pierre Abernathy. Uh, they always seem to run some cool matches. Oh, they do. They they get they get some people, man. They get some people. Uh... Yeah. Uh, so the Inspire Pro has a show coming up soonish, right? Uh, like a tagathon or whatever. Beginning in November, the Tagcade. Um, it's they're they're, they're going to crown tag team champions, and I, it's. Uh, you know, Inspire Pro, the the promotion with a billion championships, they seem to be cycling down. I think they're they're just getting down to uh, there's the four main titles now that they had like a world class title in there. You know, they're NWA, so they had the NW some of the NWA titles floating in. Um, I know they were NWA, correct? I don't think they're NWA anymore. Oh, so I, I didn't. I didn't. I think know. I don't think that's that's not the case anymore. So. I'll ask Brandon, um, but uh. Uh, but I, I know they were trying to. They were they were running the angle with uh, Barbie Hayden making uh, women's titles defenses, and then someone in Florida, you know, kind of kind of um, made a power play, and lo and behold, Santana Garrett won the uh, the NWA women's title and kind of fucked over their plans. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. Yeah, but um, the tag cade, uh getting tag team champions, um. A pretty good lineup so far, from what I can discern. Uh, it's just from a poster. Let me pull it up. Um, uh, but uh, Inspire always seems to be a neat promotion, though. It's, uh, it's very fun. Um, uh, uh, Ian and Patton. Um, I can't say enough good things about him and his uh, his his play by play announcing. He gets a good uh, a good cycling of um, guest color commentators from time to time. Uh, for a while, Nigel Rabbit was doing color commentary. I'm not the biggest fan of his, but he's a manager now, so uh, <laughs> so that's a good thing. But it's a promotion that features Andy Dolan in a main role, which is you know there's not a lot of promotions that do that, and he's probably one of the most underrated heels. I, I'm sorry, I hate what's that, that bad. name. Oh, Andy Dolan. And he's probably one of the most underheralded heels out there on the independent circuit. Oh, he's great, Scuzzy. He, he's the scuzziest dude in the world, and that makes the best, for the best heel. Uh, yeah. Let's see, I, I can, from the people I recognize on this poster, we've got um, uh, Matthew Palmer, the centerfold. I don't know who he's teaming with. Uh, doesn't like Frankie D'Angelo. Uh, we've got the Orphans, who are the uh, Taylor brothers. Um, their gimmick is literally they are orphans who are wrestling to eat. Hmm. Um, then we got Jojo Bravo and Cherry Ramones. Uh, we have the Great Depression and the Hollywood Strangler, which is your the two mass gimmicks. Uh, the Great Depression, kind of an interesting character. Um, he's gone through some ups and downs. 
Um, if you want to be mean, you can call him a poor man's abyss, but I think he's pretty good for for, for the kind of wrestler he is. Um, also got the submission squad in here in some capacity. I think that's Evan Jalisco and Pierre Abernathy. Uh, we have Jessica James and Delilah Doom. Uh, Tim Storm and Davey Vega. There's a team for you. <laughs> I love Davey yeah, Vega. Tim, and Tim Storm was like, like the kind of guy who uh, I would enjoy. He looks like he's just like a big angry guy who hurts people. Tim Storm was fun to watch in TCW. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but traditional championship wrestling. Arkansas, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That was a fun, fun promotion. If you haven't seen Lance Archer versus Chris Masters from that from that promotion, you really should go out and watch that. I know it's a really weird recommendation to throw out in the middle of this podcast, but still, that's some hot stuff. Some hot stuff. Yeah, eh? Tim Storm is my kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I believe he's the current NWA North American champion. Or did that change? That, you know, that might have changed. I don't. I don't even remember. I know he was at a time. I know he wrestled Jack Stane. I don't know if they ever united those belts just to get that one out of the way. But he definitely was at a time. NWA is weird. It fluctuates constantly, and only some of it is promoted, it seems. Yeah, the world title. Is that that's still, um, is still Rob Conway, or is that uh, the Tatsumi Fujinami? Or... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's any of the above. I don't think it's any. I think Jack's Dane holds it right now. Okay. Uh, the the Godzilla. Um, I, I said here with Sue. I, I forgot that he died in 1999. That would be quite the quite the feat. He he held the title. If Fujinami did no, Hiro Masuda. Oh yeah. Yep yep yeah. That me that takes some skill. That takes some skill. All right. I feel like I read somewhere that Matthew Palmer was wrestling for Beyond, and I don't, I can't remember if that's entirely true. Oh, shit. Um, and I'm kind of upset that I can't remember. He did for a, for a little bit. Um, but no, I heard that like, he was coming in again. Oh, God, I hope so. That would be great. Now, now that I look it up, and I'm all tense and stuff, ugh. ugh. That would be for the, by John Wrestling's next show called The Gratitude Era. Which has three three main events, which is which is something. As JT Dunn versus Chris Dickinson, which I mean I'm not super thrilled about, but it actually makes a lot of sense. So I cannot fault that. Then they're doing the Hit Squad versus the Kingdom. The Hit Squad is good. They're still good. Imagine not wanting to see them wrestle, especially against uh, uh, Bennett and Taven. Um, Bennett uh, become a, a pretty. Uh a perfectly prominent pro wrestler is since Corny sort of uh, shoved him in everybody's face, you know, before he was ready. I I don't know about that one. I don't know. My, my, Mike Bennett's still pretty terrible. I don't um, know. I, I dug in the King of Trios 2012. Him and the Young Bucks were were the highlights of the weekend, them and the Sendai girls. Um, he was pretty good at um, National Pro Wrestling Day against Hallow Wicked. Um... You know, I, I enjoyed I enjoy him uh, at, at War of the Worlds, uh, him and the Kingdom versus the uh, versus the Bullet Club. Uh, I always get to see see the uh, AJ Styles and, and the Young Bucks. I think I've seen AJ Styles and the Young Bucks like two or three times live this year, and all of them have been in six man tags together. So, how's that for so, synergy? 
case you're just wrong. That's no, really because, no, because there was a point. There was a point this year after the two out of three falls match with the Briscoes from Atlanta, which is awesome. That I was like, oh, I'm gonna give the Kingdom a chance. Like maybe they're finally good, and I think Matt Taven can be very good. But I think especially with working the Young Bucks a lot recently, Bennett's been exposed as a guy who can't keep up and just isn't very good. Oh, and 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 Sam, you're correct. Matthew Palmer will be at the Gratitude Era taking on. The product, David Starr. I was just about to say that. I just found it, and then you blew my spot up. Jesus. Uh, Dylan Hale's favorite Jesus. wrestler, David Starr. <laughs> Dylan Hale's has a lot of favorite wrestlers. Uh, is this for real, or is this one of those ironic things? Like, um... This is one of those ironic things. Okay. Yeah, I, I, tried, I tried in the, uh, in the Voices of Wrestling Slack chat this week. I tried to get Rich to convince Dylan to uh, review CZW again, and that's not happening. Well, I think you scarred him for life with a, when when he reviewed that other one. Uh, what was that? The uh, down with the sickness, maybe I don't know. All the CZW. It was the word Donst Donst made his return to uh, to CCW. Um, yeah, they booked him as a heel. That Young Bucks match too. Yeah, he had a heel, and apparently Cancer was his manager. That's um, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> right. Such a great line. Such a great line. Yeah, Dylan has a, has a way with words, and that's why you know we've been friends for, for I guess going on like eighteen, not eighteen years, but like uh, what sixteen years uh, on an online capacity. Um, Your friendship is as old as Case. <laughs> God, that's terrifying. Shit. <laughs> that's weird. That's weird. Your I, online friendship to, that. To Dylan on a one dot com, the a one wrestling, we would uh, we would pretty much. You know, we'd hold candles for certain guys. Uh, we were we were both. Um, I think we came together for our mutual distaste of Triple H. Um. <laughs> that sounds very accurate. Now that I think about it, that sounds very likely. That's what a friendship that must be to spawn off the hate of Paul. And look at it now, Paul's the savior now, man. How times change. Paul is a wrestling god. Paul's getting ready to, to point his guns at uh at, at TNA, you know. <laughs> just 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 wait. Uh, uh, can't wait till we get the Shira Shuffle at full sale. Can't wait till Gail Kim is brought in. <laughs> that's the real that's the real end game here. <laughs> Gail Kim. Uh, Jim Ross see Jim Ross isn't there anymore to convince us to be the hire because of Asian pornography. You know? <laughs> uh, Jim Ross. Jim Ross, what a guy. What a guy. The voice of New Japan America. You know? Uh, you he, know. Was such, he was such a great voice for New Japan America that AXS is going to run with, um, it was that Mara Ronaldo and Josh Barnett? Yeah, the uh, the best commentary team ever, uh, Ronaldo and Barnett. They're amazing. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the AXS show. I, I really... Just it's just I'm on burnout and but I, I hear good things about that announced team and and I, I don't know I think I kind of like to hear them do the uh, English call this year. I mean nothing against Match Tracker. I I really did do enjoy him when he's not you know when him and uh, Savinovich aren't struggling with the, with microphone problems. Uh, and I'm being the minority. I don't think Striker is that bad. But um but Jim Ross was just. He didn't want to be there. 
and like he was just so woefully underprepared. Like he felt like, it felt like he wanted to be um put a hulking main event muster in the streets of Osaka. That's quite. Uh, he probably did. Yeah, he probably did. I don't, I don't know if there's any if ands or buts about that. He just probably wanted to have a good night, drink drink some uh, Japanese beer, and uh, call it call it a day. Give me some of that. Give me some of that itchy band. Itchy band, and then uh, got them geishas over here. Goodness, goodness gracious! Uh, just him, Kojima. And Tenzan, <laughs> just down down the hatch all all day long, drinking everybody out on the table. What a life that'd be! Anyone got Bull Nakano's number? <laughs> uh, I hear <laughs> Goodness, uh, so I wanted to bring attention to something that I thought was cool. But really not relevant for a little bit, but I still thought it was cool. We didn't bring it up last week, so is FIP running a trios tournament of sorts? And it's looking all right. It's looking all right. It seems to be right now the trend is all of the teams, the first four teams are from four different promotions. And I just think that's swell as heck. Sam, they did this tournament last year. They did a tournament last year, but they had a, a team with Mason Ryan, so yeah. it doesn't. I'm not sure if it counts. All right, fair enough. But this also feels like a much different deal. Yeah, but are you going to watch the FIP? I went to their site, and the and the, the the most recent show they have there is from July. Well, that's because WWN in general is archaic. Whoever runs their technology, who's the fucking worst? It's abysmal. Abysmal. Nobody, Nothing's ever updated. So what you're saying and is, when it does, it looks terrible. So what you're saying is Sal Hamawai should die? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. But he should be reprimanded. Six man okay, the six man showcase and we have yeah. the uh the Viking uh, the, the, the the most recent press release on Facebook I see the Viking War Party. Oh there you go. We also got a team from American Combat Wrestling. We got a team from Tier One Wrestling. We have, and we have a team from Freelance Wrestling. Ooh, Lucha. So that's four promotions. That's me three promotions with three very different fields. Maryland Championship and Wrestling is getting a team in. Maryland Championship Wrestling. That's uh, yeah. I, I don't recognize any of the names. I know the Viking War Party. I think they with the hooligans in the Midwest. Yeah. Not huge on them, but I think I still think it's a real cool idea how they're going about things because it brings in a lot of territories that WWN has connections with. Oh, hey, now here you go. Full Impact Wrestling welcomes the Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. There, there you go. Is that is that a shoot? Is that a shoot? That is a shoot. And here's the team: Where? Chip Day, Murder One, and Dylan Hale's number one vote on the TW100. Most likely, James Jimmy Rave. You gotta be shitting me. I am not where, shitting where, you, buddy. Where is this? It's on the uh, the FIP Full Impact Pro Wrestling Facebook page. I'm I'm there, and I've got nothing for this. They may have a a, a, a different like face. I don't know. It's it's. They also have a team from PWX. Yeah. Another well, so uh, quality got promotion. X Corey Hollis, John Skyler, 
Ethan Case, those are three really good wrestlers. If you haven't been paying attention to any of them this year, you're messing up. I do like me some Corey Hollis, let me tell you that. Um, how about that, uh, how about that, uh, that X-16 gimmick where Gunner, um, kicked the fan and they tried to pretend it wasn't a work, but it really was a work. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves a good work. Everyone loves a good work. That was their, their shows at the, uh, the vape convention, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, good, move, or good move. It was vape, it was actually called Vape Mania. And vape, well, ma- that's great. Somebody well actual actually me, I think in my Facebook messages for the for the wrestling blog, saying, "Well, it's in the it's a separate part of the building than, than the vape made than the vape festival." <laughs> like, okay, they were billing it as part of. But they were vape mania. That's right. They were still billing it. You, <laughs> you can't just ignore that. Uh, I'm upset that I can't find what you're looking at, but I'm taking your word for it, and that's really cool. Look, I would not I would not rib you on this, man. This is pretty important, because goodness, just those two teams from uh, PWX and AWE. Why is Jimmy Gray not working Evolve? And then there's the ACW, the American Combat Wrestling Team featuring Mr. Bailey. Mr. Bailey? Mr. Bailey. Oh, my no, wait. What? That's, that's Bailey's. That's Bailey's main squeeze. I'm so confused right now. Aaron Solo. He's dating Bailey. B a y l e y, not Mike Bailey. Oh, I was like, I don't understand anything right now. This makes more sense. This makes much more sense. Cool. See, I'm I'm interested in this tournament. I'm probably gonna check it out just based on. Two teams. Whole thing though looks different, and it looks looks kind of fun. Looks kind of fun. Leo Rush uh, on Team Maryland Championship Wrestling seems to be kind of heating up. I'll put it that way. Seems like he's getting a lot of play from a lot of different areas. That eventually a bigger promotion is going to bring him in. Kind of hope the last the uh, the last team is Team NXT and features Solomon Crow. <laughs> you know, Solomon Crow. What a why is he not being used? I just won't get it. Yeah, that's very disappointing for me because I really like Crow on the uh, independent scene. And then, I mean, he didn't even debut for an entire year. He was just down there doing nothing. Well, he was feuding with uh, Kalisto at, on the house show circuit like way early, and then I think he got hurt. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, but still, there's there's a lot of potential there. I really like Crow. Well, there's plenty of potential. It's, it's just I I really don't know. And I, he has, I, I think he can totally catch up if they give him the chance. But with all these guys coming in, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Hey, I mean, he's never get the chance. I think that's gonna be the problem. Yeah, he's gonna be perpetually stuck in this loop where he's just gonna be below the new hotness, and. I think the only way he can get any sort of momentum is, sadly, if they cut him. I think that's the only way he shoots back up. Yeah, either either that or or maybe he uh, maybe he has a sort of breakout match uh, against uh, who knows. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't see that. I don't see them ever giving him that opportunity. Yeah, sadly, right. and he was it's a shame. I mean. 
I, I seen him a couple times on the independent circuit. I, he had a really good match against uh, his main squeeze, Jessica Havoc, at um, King Queen of the Ring in 2013. That's the one where uh, Athena and AR Fox won. Uh, he he was pretty good. Uh, if, oh, Sammy Callahan was he was a great wrestler. Uh, I, he was one of the best. He was definitely the best wrestler in the country for a period of time, and. It's a shame that WWE never used him, or XD, I guess, ever used him in a proper manner. He seemed to have a formula that would really work for a TV match. And you he would think work that it was Goldust down there. Goldust worked in PWS, you know? Yeah. Um, but that, he just had a formula. He could work that 10-minute match to a T, could work, below, could work it below, could work above that. Um he just had it really going for him. I thought with him and Fit Finley's matches, those were that would really help him get a real foot in the door um, and push him a little bit harder than they ended up pushing him. Uh, uh, but again, I think if they take him down, take him out, let him maybe go to Evolve. That would be he'd be the perfect guy to send down to Evolve. Uh, let him get some steam back, and then give him some sort of run, even just a mid card run. Of some sort in NXT. That's like the problem with both WWE programs. It's that WWE doesn't have a mid doesn't have a mid card because uh, uh, no one cares to build one. And NXT really can't have a mid card because now we're a week, you know, and you got to do like the the singles division got to get shit in, and and the the women's division has to get shit in, and then the tag division now, you know, the tag division's real, and it's might become spectacular. Like, I'm not sure about that. You said might. I, I, it's, it, I mean, there's a lot of hype there right now, uh, but, I mean, it, it has to be allowed to come together like the women were allowed to come together. Yeah, I'm not sure if NXT has a tag team that I'm interested in watching on a regular basis. Not even the, uh, not even Gable and well, Jordan? Well, well, maybe Gable and Jordan, but outside of them, I think it's kind of a little barren. A little barren. Not, uh... Not, uh, I, not I have to disagree there because uh, Gable and Jordan are obviously the uh, the prima. You can't say vaude villains because they're just not. <laughs> I do love the vaude the vaudies, especially uh, Simon Gotch. I mean, Simon Gotch is such a unique worker. If it was just Simon Gotch working, that'd be one thing. But unfortunately, he's got a uh, in English with him who I just can't get into whatsoever. I think, and I think in English is pretty good. Um, and then there's um, there's uh, the the, uh, more. the former mechanics um, uh, Dawson and Dash. Uh, I think they showed some real promise last night, at least. And I think if the, if they give them, you know, I think that the big thing with them is with the whole the way Dusty Classic was laid out. Um, their big win wasn't on TV, and it's like, how are you going to have them beat the Vaudies and not have it on television? Because you don't want to put them over too hard. I don't want to put them over too hard. Yeah, I guess so, especially if, uh, I guess especially if they weren't going to go over the whole thing, you know. But, but yeah, yeah. they're good. I mean, they're good. And, uh, and then you have. Me, I'm not getting it enough credit, but I think it. We need. A, I need a third team in there, a really good third unit, so they can cycle in, cycle out, uh, keep that fresh. And I don't think they have that. And I don't think they're against. He, mechanics kind of remind me of a uh, crow. Just because I don't know if they'll ever use them, right or not. It, it may be. Um, but I also think there's there's some decent pieces there. I think if you want to get on the program, you might 
want to uh, maybe throw a Busick or Swan in the tag division at first to get them some uh, to get them some exposure. Uh, maybe James Storm ends up in the tag division. James Storm is one of the the, the best tag division workers in in, in the last decade. Uh, America's most wanted. Um, and then you've got uh, Beer Money. Now, those are two pretty, um, pretty, pretty good tag teams steeped steep in folklore. Maybe he can uh, take someone and sort of team with them. You never know. I think James Storm, like I said earlier, fantastic utility player. I think they have something really good with him, even just in that Rhino role, because he can work in that tag. He can bring someone up with him. He can work on a singles, bringing his opponent up. A lot of opportunities with James Storm. He's not going to be a game changer. I don't know if anyone said that, but I know someone on my Twitter was saying, other people were saying that. But he's one of those guys that is a huge benefit in my eyes. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think um, you've got to understand and, with, 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 with wrestling Twitter is that, or with any Twitter, you've got, it's a spectrum. You've got the people who were who were like, uh, who will overrate everything, and then you have people who will downplay everything to hell. I mean, you see that the whole spectrum. Some people saying that this James Storm thing is like, like he's like it's like he's a game changer. I I, I don't think he's a game changer, um, unless you think that his arrival means, hey, TNA guys are coming over in mass, and then they, they, they see people who are like, oh, this don't mean shit. TNA sucks. Well, TNA may suck. But it doesn't mean everybody who was ever in it sucked, you know. I mean, there's a certain guy named Alan who uh, who is over in Japan right now, and he's uh, he's doing some things, doing some things for uh, that that little that little gimmick over there called New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, <laughs> and and you know, it's just it just it's like you have to have some perspective. I think sometimes perspective it can be lacking even among the most reasonable people sometimes. You just have to sort of temper your your emotions, temper your your viewpoints. And it, it, if you think a debate's getting too out of hand, you may want to step back instead of like, you know, jumping in and and trying to, to prove that you're right. That's horseshit. You gotta get up in there. You gotta <laughs> take life by the throat and just say, We're doing it. We're doing this. Fuck it, we're doing it live. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we have not had a good Twitter debate in some time. And it's so disappointing. I remember 2013, 2014, great years. You mean you don't count well play with, uh, with Bixen's fan? Is that a great yeah, I was just about to say, Bix has lost his freaking mind. That's He's lost his mind, but that's a, that's just a gimmick happening in front of our eyes that's worked into a shoot. To, to a point, I can understand what he's what he's saying. Like, improv is definitely a great tool that a wrestler should learn, but I think his premise is faulty in that how does he know how much of that match was, was rehearsed and how much they improved? Well, my thing about that whole... Well, the topic is, I guess, is can a match be great if it's rehearsed? Isn't that more or less what people are saying? Well, I... I, I no, you know, I, I, don't think, I, I don't think that's what he was saying. Um, I think that's misrepresenting him, and I, I don't want to misrepresent him because I, I think that just does him a disservice. I think what he was trying to say was uh, that he that if you're in developmental, you shouldn't 
lean on um, overly rehearsing a match as a crutch, which if he had any kind of proof that's that what they that's what they did completely, he may or may not have an argument. It's a good thing to discuss, but I also don't know if anybody knows how much of that match was improv and how much of that match was super rehearsed. Like I can okay, tell you. So- the beginning of the match where they um, they mirrored each other on those pin sequences, they probably rehearsed that a bunch of times, just 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 on an assumption. But anything else, I couldn't tell you. So I think I'm just gonna not say it's Bix, but just a general idea that if something is, it's not just that something's rehearsed; it's that looks rehearsed. And I think it's a major complaint of Lucha. I think the, whenever I hear someone say I can't get into it, it looks like they're dancing because it looks super choreographed. I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, but I haven't seen Sasha versus Bailey, so I can't really comment on that match in particular. But I think the main idea for that line of thinking is that this match looked too, uh, too choreographed in a sense that you don't usually see as much in WWE, I guess. Even by WWE standards, maybe it's a better way to put that. Uh, but I don't know. I haven't seen it. Can't really comment on that. And I don't know when I will see it. Maybe in February. Maybe. Maybe. I'm assuming after all this time, I got TJ Hawk is going to bug me and say, hey, we got this match of the year blog. We should write this up. And I'll be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 30 minutes long. Who want, Who has time for that? I don't know. A lot of people have time for that last night, buddy. <laughs> I, well, I know. Yeah. But they're in, they're in, people are invested in this. And I'm like, I just can't get invested in it. People were going crazy last night and this morning, shooting hot fire everywhere. It was worth it. I mean, I, I think the Brooklyn match was a lot better. Was not maybe not a lot better. I think that um, that the, the Brooklyn match definitely was better. Um, but last night wasn't anything. This like I, I would if I was ranking NXT matches for this year, and you know me, I don't really like to rank matches because. Um, I don't know. I, I'm weird. I like to rank wrestlers, but I can't really rank matches. If I had to rank them, I, I think it would be the it'd be fourth for me behind Sasha versus Bailey at, at Brooklyn, Sasha versus Becky at Unstoppable, and the first Zayn Owens match at uh, I think was Rival. And then number five would be Sha- Sasha versus Charlotte. So here we go. Charlotte. I mean, uh, Sasha Banks um, is in four of my top five NXT matches this year. And on, and this, the Charlotte match is the one from um, the Philadelphia House show, which, I mean, might be unfair because, like, it was such a captive audience who saw it, but, I mean, I can't tell you. I can't tell you that um, I'm going to discount it because it, I saw it and it was great and it had an effect on me. Okay. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm eating an onion ring, and I don't feel bad about it one bit. <laughs> Case, how you doing? I'm doing good. I've been. I one. I just had a voice crack. That was weird. Um, I'm that doing great. fine. Well, you're that reminds us you're a teenager. teenager. You're going through yeah. puberty, buddy. Well, <laughs> I, there, there's changes not happening. Twelve. But uh, yeah, you need us to no, explain. I'm, I'm enjoying how the baseball game. This process works. What, Sam? Do you need us to explain how this process works? No, Sam. Your body's going through a lot of changes, Sam. How and it can be a little frightening. I'll be honest with you. You just gotta, you know. Take knowledge when you can get. Hey, I'm Joe Lance's young boy. He's feeding me knowledge all the time. That's scary. I don't know if you want all that knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you're ready for that kind of knowledge. 
Yeah, I don't think I am either. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Sam, how tall are you? Why we gotta go like this, dog? <laughs> dog, why we gotta do this? I mean, I, I'm 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 five one. three. What's up? What's up? I'm six one. You're six one. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm a grown man. <laughs> grown something. <laughs> uh, uh, does anyone have anything else that they want to bring up on this edition of We Don't Know Wrestling? Oh, that Lucha Underground second season. It's happening. It's happening. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's happening. I just hope that uh, that whatever happens, we get to see Matanza eating people on on camera. I know we saw him eat. Uh, uh, it was a B boy, um, but that he we didn't actually see the actual consumption process. We need to see it all. We need to see it go down the gullet. I got to see him like we got to see him skeletonize a luchador in twelve seconds or less. Hmm. That's going to be one of the big things this season, I think, is seeing who who are they going to cast as him. Well, they could have got Brock Lesnar, but he re-signed with WWE. Those bastards up north. <laughs> Vince Jr. is cartoon wrestling. Who needs that shit when you got Mortal Kombat in your backyard? <laughs> I don't know. Hope- I mean, so we got... um. Got- hope it's strong, man. God, I hope it's strong, man. <laughs> If you don't know Straw Man, then you are not into wrestling enough. Because he is your Lucha USA representative. Uh, I hope uh, we got. Wait, let's, let's do a collect here. We've got um, um, Phoenix is the Gift of the Gods champion, which I understand. I haven't seen Ultimate Lucha yet. I know all the spoilers, but I haven't seen it. I'm, I, I'm very ashamed of that. But, uh, um,. Phoenix is Gift of the Gods champion, which I understand is like is like Aztec money in the bank, right? Oh, they don't really explain it too well. Okay, um, so he gets a match. I don't know if it's whenever he wants or if it has to be in advance. And K- Katrina has control of the uh, other three, t- other 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 two titles. The uh, is Muertes is uh, the the champ, and then then Skull Guys are uh, the trios champions. Yep. And uh, Melina showed up, uh, so you, Johnny Mundo's probably back. Um, we don't know. It's going to be interesting. So, it's going to be really interesting. Um, what, Prince Puma, what are they going to do with him? Hopefully something. Uh, Can't they bring him in? It's, uh, no one was, seemed like no one really knew if they were coming back. And I don't know if a lot of the wrestlers knew that. Until it happened, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure they they could get. I mean, the um, the, the one thing is that uh, the budget I hear is going to be slashed quite a bit. I mean, it has to be. But um, but I mean, I hopefully they, they got to get back the principles. I mean, uh, Puma's Puma's one of them. Puma's got to be back. Uh, Pentagon and Vampiro got to be back. Got to see these stories. See these stories, because they got some good stuff going on. We just need to see the end of them. Yeah. I'm not sure if we're getting a season three. I think season two is where you got to make a count. Hopefully. Well, they, they, yeah. they go, hopefully, what they, what they lack in, in the money, they can make up for just the, the craziness of, um, you know, just what what the wrestlers can do. And I guess that goes a long way in seeing which guys are coming back. I think, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, we get to see Drago back. Uh, Drago is pretty good. Um, Eric Starr. 
Um, I, I kind of think we're done with Alberto El Patron. You get the feeling he's like he's done with wrestling, which is yeah, funny. I'm okay with that. He's the AAA champion, so. Sam and I have discussed many times my dislike for El Patron. I think he's which is dumb. Which well, is dumb. I I I mean I honestly think he's a very bad wrestler. Like I I don't know how I, I don't know how you can like Spiel from Dragon Gate and dislike Alberto Del Rio. Because uh, Dragon Gate guys are really good. Um, what do they do better than Del Rio? Uh, better offense. Um, they're charismatic. They don't look bored when they're in the ring. Um, they do they do most things better, if not all. Generally, don't know how anyone could arrive at that conclusion. I don't know. I got I got real frustrated watching El Patron versus Jay Lethal this year because I was like, "Wow, Jay Lethal's so much better than this guy." Jay Lethal is so not good. <laughs> Jay Lethal may be one of the most boring wrestlers I've ever seen in the face of the planet. Have you seen him versus Lethal yet? Or not? Not him versus him versus Briscoe yet? I think so. I don't really remember. All right, well that's that. That I have that a, I have that at four and a half stars this year. So, uh, well, you got a lot of things at four and a half stars that I would not call four and a half stars. Oh yeah, namely any Dragon Gate match. Sam, a lot what's of your, Sam, what's your Dragon Gate match of the year. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I watched I watched two matches of them of uh, Dragon Gate because someone said, "Yeah, this is the match of the year." And I couldn't tell you what. They <laughs> that's right. You watched uh, Shingo Tozawa. Um, what? Or what? It's so bullshit. People call that a match of your candidate? It's in my, my top ass. ten. My, what? Were we watching the same match? Uh, yes. They were having happy fun times, I guess, but anything about three stars is fucking reaching and showing real bias. Sam, do you want to know my rating for that match? It's like a four and a half. Not quite. It's four and a quarter? Mm, other way. Wait, wh- no, what? I get, I get no. match four and three quarters. What? I'm upset. It's so good. And, it, and then I told you to watch uh, Yoshino versus T-Hawk from Kobe World. I get that four and three quarters also. And we talked Guess about that what? on the show. I watched it. Guess what? It was not good. <laughs> that it match has been very polarizing even within Dragon Gate fans. I know Joe Lanza really disliked it. Um, Alan for Alan, I love it. I thought he gave it four. No, Lanza did not like that match. All right. Okay. I I know he said he was down on it more than others, but I don't think he said it was anywhere near bad. Um, I disagree. I I believe he said it was not good. Guys, guys, guys. My favorite Dragon Gate match this year was Brock Lesnar versus Bo Dallas. That's a true Dragon Gate match if I ever saw one. <laughs> did that? It's, it's literally better than any Dragon Gate match I've saw. I am really pissed off that they ran Big Show versus Brock Lesnar instead of Brock Lesnar versus Dallas in Madison Square Garden. They got the Giants in there. Got the Giants in there. I I didn't even watch. I was at a as at a wedding. I, I got drunk at a. I didn't get drunk. I buzzed at a wedding that was basically the Pinterest wedding. Uh, everything was just sort of like for basic white people, um, and. I missed uh, apparently a, a cage match between Seth Rollins and John Cena that um, what the Big Dave gave four stars. Yeah, Big Dave gave that the solid four. I haven't seen the MSG show either, so yeah, I um, yeah, I really don't have any sort of inkling to go back and watch it either. I, I just I'm just kind of done with uh, with Cena versus Rollins by now. 
I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm not the hugest Seth Rollins fan right now. No right-minded person really is, so that's all right. Oh, apparently that he's is... getting love for Wrestler of the Year, and people saying he's the best heel, and... and, and... People are genuinely dumb. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a terrible opinion. Um, and, it's like... I, and when a case says it, then it's probably not true, but two out of three can't be wrong. But, I think yeah. if Rollins gets any votes for Flair Thez this year, those people are out of their mind. He's been on top during the worst ratings and almost Raw's history. I, you know, he's not a viable Flair Thez candidate, and I've never been as Rollins is um, from an in-ring aspect as most people are. So I don't see any case for him this year. He's totally miscast in the ring. I think I think he's rounded out pretty well, uh, starting with that Neville match. I mean, he, with the exception of the Brock Lesnar uh, John Cena three-way from the Rumble. His entire heel run up until that that second Neville match, uh, the one that happened in I think August, was like I don't want to say trash, but it was uninspired. And then he started having some good matches. That that Neville match was pretty good, and then um, the Cena match at SummerSlam I really liked. But like people were calling his match at Night of Champions with Cena really good, and I was like, it's okay. It's kind of like their watered down version of the SummerSlam match, and like he nearly killed Sting. <laughs> no, was that was that really all his fault? No, 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 no. I, I don't mean. I was just being dramatic. It wasn't. It, <laughs> there was a lot of blame to go around there. Um, the agents. Uh, Vince, it's all Paul's fault. Vince. Let's McMahon, never forget Paul. Uh, just just the way WWE is booked, then needing to have Sting in that position. Um, although, if we're being fair, I think asking Stane to go against Seth Rollins is a way, way, way less insane proposition than, than making Undertaker wrestle Brock Lesnar three times in 20 months, if we're being fair here. Oh, crap. I forgot they're wrestling at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. That's insane. Like, why are they doing that? Mostly because I just assumed that it was going to be at WrestleMania. I'm glad it's not. I, I, I really... It's kind of cool. It's not happening at WrestleMania. Yeah. Personally, I kind of just want, just want Undertaker to uh, wrestle himself into a pair of corduroys and hit the early bird special and let, let the young guys wrestle. But, you know, Jim Ross thinks Undertaker is the key to uh, WWE success, so that kind of tells you what you need to know. That's... If he says it, it's got to be true. Yeah, I'm Jim 100% Ross, on board. He, Jim Ross might have the worst opinions in wrestling. You know, the best thing is, everybody goes, like, people ask him what he thinks, and they report. Yeah, people, people think he has, like, a respectable opinion. You know, I, I, I liken it to, I liken it to news outlets going to Duck Dynasty guy going for foreign policy opinion. I, 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 that reference was a little, little over my head, but sure. <laughs> Goodness. No, the Duck Dynasty guy appears on Fox News regularly to, to, to dispense opinions on politics. That's bad. Yeah, that's, that's that doesn't bad. A good idea. Like, you make fucking duck calls. What makes you qualify to, to comment on policy in Iran? It, He's not qualified. I think he's a little unqualified, potentially. Maybe. Uh, okay. 
I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'm going to have to go. I think we're going to have to wrap this bad boy up. And on the note of Seth Rollins not being very good. I think that should be the last note we leave off on. This is the ultimate TH podcast, and you would have needed to that, and then and my note about how how Paul Heyman kind of sucks nowadays, and you had the ultimate mm-hmm. TH uh, hot take podcast. <laughs> there you go. I has Paul talked to anyone to the building? Not not recently. Just half the shine roster in enhancement uh, role. That's about it. Uh He's got his booty thing Thursdays or whatever. I don't know. He's got a weird hashtag going on. Okay. So this has been We Don't Know Wrestling. TH. Tom, do you have any plugs you want to unleash to the world? Um, Yes. Uh, BigBustyAsians.com slash... No, um... Why? <laughs> uh, no, uh, you want to go to WallsOfJericHollis.blogspot.com. If that's too much to remember, just, just uh, do a Google search for the wrestling blog. I get quite a bit, uh, quite a few hits from Google and Bing searches if you're if you're nasty. And uh, follow me on on Twitter. It's T Holzerman. I spend most of my time on Twitter, much to the chagrin of people around me. Um, I dispense the hot takes there. I, I retweet people. I talk about sports and food and wrestling and everything good. It, oh, food is. Oh, I forgot to ask. Is the hot dog a sandwich? Oh, the hot dog is definitely a sandwich. That's true. It's true. Hot dog is a sandwich. If anyone tells you otherwise, they're a filthy liar. Scumbags. Case? Got any? Got anything you want to plug? Huh? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore in your case. Read my stuff at voicesofwrestling.com for the tag rope mag and for TJ Hawk's wonderful free pro wrestling. Um, on Twitter, I bring the banter. I talk wrestling. I talk baseball. I talk good music with Sam. And speaking of Sam, you can join his greatest match ever project on the Voices of Wrestling forums. Please do that, and please talk 1980s All Japan with me, please and thank you. Yeah, uh, I think it's gonna be really cool. It's kind of it's gonna be some growing. It's gonna a lot of people are doing the greatest wrestler ever project. But I think once that's all wrapped up uh, around WrestleMania time, then it's, people are going to come on over to the greatest match ever, hopefully. Um, but yeah, go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash forum, and that will bring you to where you need to be. Sign up for an account. Uh, go through the forums. I've tried to include links to matches when I can. So, yeah, we're living on the edge. Cool. You can follow me at Concrete1992. Uh Thank you for listening to We Don't Know Wrestling. We'll be back again next week. If you're on iTunes, leave us a review, subscribe, what have you. And, yeah, 